Alrighty, and welcome back to a Worthless Film Podcast, where the films are not worthless, just the opinions. Just the opinions. <laughs> nice. So this is a great episode, especially because we... Okay, first and foremost, we owe it to our listeners to yeah. say hi, we're back. We're back. It, we, we did this. We missed you guys, and like, you know, half... I'm only half sorry that we haven't been recording as regularly, <laughs> because... We, we're doing right now a year in review, but when I look upon my year in review, I think, okay, started a 40-hour big kid job, uh, mm-hmm. moved out, becoming self-sustaining, started grocery shopping on a regular basis. I'm like, Let's I've go. been kind of having a lot of balls in the air and just trying to provide <laughs> for myself, and so that's been the priority of the year. A lot of balls in the air, a lot of balls <laughs> not in the air. In general. Check. Uh, what you've also made some strides this year and we should shout those out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a big year. I got married this year. Heck yeah. Um, I got, I moved twice this year. Dang. I started two new jobs this year. Look at you. Uh, and my body hurts more this year. <laughs> yeah. I feel like <laughs> I have <laughs> less time and less energy for anything, but I also feel like I'm doing less. Oh uh, so that's a that's a fun it's a, a fun mixture right there. So you're just getting older, man. Your body's just that's letting just, you down. Yeah, that's just that's just life. That's <laughs> that's a, that's what that's we call half fudge Sunday in the movie business. <laughs> what does that mean? I've never heard this. <laughs> you'll know you'll 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 know oh, when you find oh, out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid. Um, okay, so wow, that being the case, everyone's learning something today. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're here to talk about. Uh, Movies, theatrical or non-theatrical, whatever, releases, entertainment yeah. that has come across our screens in the year 2021. The best of 2021 and maybe sometimes the worst of 2021 or maybe just the that was a movie that we saw and we have little thoughts about it. Yeah. Of 2021. I got a lot of those. <laughs> uh, I feel like this, the majority of this, these lists are those. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh there's so, uh, and I told Jack with this list too, like with what we're talking about, I don't, there's n- not quite any sort of order. We'll probably just talk about bounce off one another of what movies we liked and what, you know, stuck out to it's, us. It's almost like we have no plan for this episode. It's almost like we know what we want to talk about and we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. And based on preference alone. <laughs> yeah. But, it's almost like we'll do whatever the hell we want to do. <laughs> And we've ne- we haven't done that any of the other episodes. So that <laughs> oh no, obviously not. This is a very thought out uh, strategic podcast. But um, yeah, let's go. But I don't know. I just I just have a list, and so here, Jack. Let's let's start. Let's start with the movie that you. I guess number one movie that swept you off your feet this year that you're like, wow, I Cameron, I wanted to record because I wanted to talk about this one. What what would it be for you? Okay, so I feel like this year. I feel like, okay, like going off our trend of us feeling like we are so behind on everything and have not really done a lot this year, if we have some other things going on, I feel like I haven't watched a lot of movies this year. Same. Uh, And it's something that I am a little bit ashamed of, but also like I'm I'm giving myself a break because like there's a million other things going on in the world. And in our lives, Um, as we have just said. In our lives, yeah. So... Uh, so I feel like there are movies that would probably like sweep me off my feet more or like in many like profound ways. I just haven't seen them yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that. And I think um, I don't I think we talked a long time ago about doing an episode specifically for um, like 
Oscar nominations. Yeah. Uh, around Oscar seasons, I would, I hoped and will hope to have seen all of the Oscar nominees when they come mm-hmm. out. And so like, guess what? Those are, we don't know what those are yet. So that yeah. being the case, yeah. you know, just because 2021's over, doesn't mean we're not going to watch any movies from 2021. No, totally. Yeah. There's still time. And yeah, the last time I had that kind of time to watch like this many big movies in a year was like 2018 when oh, I had a lot less going on. <laughs> I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job and I wasn't married and <laughs> it was an easy year in college. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? There becomes a time in your life, unless you're fully employed, you know, these times where you pretty much only get two days off and you get to spend those yeah. however you want. And sometimes I don't want to sit out, sit down at a screen during that time i would like yeah. to whatever else you know it's almost like it's almost like the two-day weekend is a really poorly designed idea oh dang tell you really okay now we're talking about the workplace <laughs> <laughs> also griping about the workplace on this episode um yeah seriously okay so wait jack that being said uh oh oh wait right before we get in there what you and i were talking about before this episode and i think what you were kind of alluding to it's not only that we didn't get to see a lot of movies this year, it's that so many of the movies this year came out in one time. Yes. There was a sequence of literally, like, I swear, a period of six weeks where a movie I wanted to see came out every six, like, once a week, every six weeks. Yeah. There's not enough time in the world. It's almost like there's no time to die. Oh, to- <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. Shout Actually, let's start... Is there any movies that you didn't see? Because I, I have a good list of movies I didn't see that came out that I want to see. There's so many movies that I haven't seen that I want to see. I haven't seen The Green Knight yet. Okay, same. I haven't seen Come On, Come On yet. Same. I haven't seen uh, like the, the Cumberbatch like dog one, The Time of the Dog or whatever. Oh, oh, the one on Netflix. Um, yeah. Is that on Netflix? Yeah, I think so. Power of the Dog. Worse. Oh, The Power of the Dog. Well, that's even less of an excuse than why I haven't watched it. Okay, I, um, hey, I mean... I just recently also found out during this conversation is on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um, okay, no, I have, I have my list here though. Of you um, haven't seen that I haven't seen, but I've been planning on seeing. Okay, great. Let's uh, go through this with a vengeance. With um, a damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't seen King Richard yet. I really wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, about you know Serena and Venus Williams' yes. dad. Um, I haven't seen. Spencer yet? Oh, I was here. curious to see that uh, the Princess Diana one. Everyone's talking um, about Kristen Stewart in that one. I yeah, I, I've heard she's a bit amazing in it. Um oh, one that I really this is probably like the one I'm most upset about that I haven't seen because yeah. I was I was marking this one on my calendar like for I can't even remember how. Wait, long. can I guess? But la- okay, go for it. Oh wait, okay. I know what it is now. Is it last one? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I'm okay. I was gonna say uh, French Dispatch. No, actually, but I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Um, what was the one? But uh, it was Last Night in Soho. Same here. I didn't. Um, I yeah, didn't mark it off my calendar because it's Negri movie. Yeah. And Negri's like my favorite director. Well, one one of my favorite directors. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Negri movies. He's um, amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, but I I didn't see that. Um, I think that one's not available to rent yet either. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, yeah. So that was, those are some, some really big ones that I have not seen yet. Okay. Uh, I mentioned the green Knight, and I mentioned, yeah, you uh, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned, uh, French dispatch. Oh, nightmare alley. I also want to see. Which one is that out yet? 
I think it came out oh, recently. I'm confusing yeah, yeah. that with the Ari Aster Joaquin Phoenix movie. The come on, come on. No, 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 no. Ari Aster. It's uh, oh, Disappointment oh, Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it? It's like the like really gnarly one, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't. Yeah, it's Ari Aster. Yeah, yeah exactly. A freaking psychopath. <laughs> Literally the scariest person in the world. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. not. I don't know. I literally couldn't even tell you what he looks like in a room. The most terrifying mind, though. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Have you seen his short film? No. I don't even. Want, I don't even know if I can talk about it on here. I don't. Oh. Don't do it. It's scary. <laughs> it's, like literally. It's. You go. You go. go it's go. not scary. It's just the mo- the gnarliest thing I've probably ever seen in my whole life. And I watched every minute of it, <laughs> and I feel like it it changed something in me uh, forever that I'll never get my life back. Oh my gosh. Before. like you know, like those talk like people talk about. Oh, like this was a cultural shift, and like things changed after this. That was like my cultural shift to where I feel like my life has been downhill. In a, a lot of ways, ever since I watched his short film, it was. Like, <laughs> you're, you're like, I stopped seeing so many movies. Like, <laughs> for those who know, they know. Oh my gosh! Let's yeah. just say, yeah, let's just say, a father and son's bond is a very special thing. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now, that that sentiment just made me scared. All right. Trust me, you have no idea. You have, uh, you don't even have any 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 idea what I oh what gosh. I could be possibly alluding to. It's uh, not what you think. Trust me. I don't. W- like this unfortunately it's not what you think <laughs> um okay so that here i'll go through my list and maybe there'll be some on you so i didn't see house of gucci uh oh, i didn't see that either last night in soho uh red rocket i'm a big sean baker fan uh mm. come on come on cherry which has gotten mixed reviews everyone says i shouldn't see it anyways but i like i like the russo brothers they have a great catalog yeah. and i love tom holland and everyone's saying watch that movie for tom holland so i want to see that uh, yeah french dispatch uh, I really wanted to see Last Duel and I didn't make it. Um, and then I wrote down Jungle Cruise because I have not seen oh it yet. Oh my god! And I, I'm hearing it's good. Or like I could probably well. describe the entire movie to you without I, having seen it. I, yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, I believe. But the reason, number one reason I'd see that too is because my number one most anticipated movie, uh, superhero movie of the year, is mm-hmm. uh, Black Adam. And oh yeah, that's the same. It's The Rock and that director. Uh, from Jungle Cruise are doing that together. So Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I'm like, That's ooh, cool. I don't I just want to see, you know, it's weird to say like the director and the protagonist chemistry, but that's what I'm looking for. No, totally, totally. That's totally a thing. Um okay, so Jack, going back to the the first question, what is the one movie that you did see that you want to talk about? Okay. Well I was wondering how long we could go without okay, talking well, then about we're not even going to talk about any of that then. Yeah, I do. This sucks. <laughs> now, I was wondering how long we could go on this episode without bringing up No Way Home. Oh, uh, is that your number? Oh, let's oh let's say that to the end then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, that, it, it's it's no way. It has to be. It oh, has yeah. to be No Way Home. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. What about what about you? I guess my first question is, uh, I guess pertaining to No Way Home without getting in depth. Uh, yeah. How many times did you see it? I see. I saw it twice in theaters. Oh so my gosh. Far. Same here. Um, I it would have been more, but I got COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, this is a post post recuperation COVID recording. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's why we're doing this because we have time to. Hey, yeah, it's true, but we're making a schedule too, and that's important. We're, um, we're crushing it. I don't know superhero movies in their own right, like have like a specific spot. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. in, in my catalog for movies, because it's just an unfair scale. After that, yeah. Um, that being said, uh. I guess no way home saw it twice in theaters as well. And it just freaking, it lived up to the hype and I never thought mm. it 
that movie, like, the, I don't know how you were with the fan fandom surrounding it, but I the fans almost ruined it for me. And I just mean in a, I was seeing uh, previous Spider-Man on my feed before that movie came out. And I was like, and I, like on my feed and for two weeks, like every single day I was on my trending Twitter and I'm like, I am sick of seeing this. Like, I don't even care if they're in it anymore. I just, yeah. just stopped talking about it. Like, uh, but every moment was worthwhile. And like, every, mm-hmm. they, I love John Watts too. I think he's an amazing director. So oh, yeah. I loved it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'll definitely get into that. We'll I, get I'm, into I'm, I'm, I'm holding myself back a little bit. We'll hold back. Um, okay. Hold back. Yeah. We'll save that for the end. We will okay. talk about it. And honestly, if you're down for the next recording, I would gladly just do an episode on it. So yeah, go, go see it once we're recuperated for the third time. So, <laughs> Cause I would gladly anyways, anyways. anyways. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So I guess what is a movie then this, this year that you went to go see, it was always, you were always going to go see it. But it pleasantly surprised you. It didn't make your top. It didn't make, you know, it was like maybe a B-list movie or something. You're like, wow, this one's actually mm. a lot better or like on par with what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So give me one second, actually. We're go- he's Jack's going through his list of movies. And so yeah, I'm, going, I'm going through my list right now. Hold on. That being said, I'm going to. What, 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 what about you? What, what, what's that? <laughs> You know what caught me What's off guard? What's your answer for that question? Uh, it's probably probably my B movie, my my number two uh, favorite movie of the year. Don't look up. Okay, interesting. I just number one. I realized I adore Adam McKay and his style, totally. Totally. and there's a versatility there that I that I love. And and I'm I'm a weird guy because I think I think a lot of satire goes over my head, mm-hmm. um, and. I'm realizing that like Adam McKay's whole thing is satire <laughs> and that's yeah. like not something I quite nailed down. So <laughs> I'm like, Oh really? Like, Oh, maybe like it took me halfway through the movie for through don't look up to realize that, Oh, this is a satire on like really big <laughs> oil and, and like climate change. <laughs> and so, yeah. And like, I think that movie I just think the way that number one, the star power that he's able to get in and then the way he utilized that star power, like mm-hmm. J- uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill being that, uh, that character I thought was moving. Uh, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio's performance was amazing, but then like Kate Blanchett being the perfect pundit. I feel like she was probably the best part, like the best part of the movie. She is amazing. Yeah. And like, even like the, the indifference that you see in like the American public conveyed through her and um, Tyler Perry. Like mm-hmm. I just loved. And so it caught me off guard, caught me off guard. I was like, wow. Like I didn't realize. Cause then they all did like a sub narrative within that movie of getting swept away with all the climate change stuff happening. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, Oh wow. Like, or, or with the celebrity that surrounds Leo and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, that was, that whole narrative just like caught me off my feet. And I was like, what? Uh, so I, I like that. And I like Adam McKay. I, I like, uh, I love device. When vice came out, that was my number one movie yeah. of that year. Okay. Just because, and like, I had to watch the big short twice to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm like, don't put Selena Gomez, whatever, or Margot Robbie in a hot tub and try to explain like taxes to me. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not thinking about taxes. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, I think that guy kills it. He's him and David, uh, David Russell have the same kind of vibe and mm. like, you know, silver Lang's playbook esque. but I just yeah. love how he tackles big topics like that. And I knew, I think that movie was announced in January of 2021. Like when Netflix was doing their big campaign where we're like, we have something for mm-hmm. you every single week. And I was like, okay, cool. I saw the list of people on that and I was like, Ooh, but yeah, that, that movie really was amazing. Yeah. I, I, so I watched it recently. Um, yeah. Han and I watched it, uh, like only like a few days ago. So it's still kind of fresh in my mind. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, and, and I'm, I'm a big Adam McKay fan. I think like, I, I definitely liked vice a lot and I love how stylized his movies yes, are. Yes, That's a good. One. Um, yeah. So I think that's definitely, it's definitely entertaining. Um, and I think, I think like, uh, yeah, I think Kate Blanchett was really awesome in it. I thought Leo was so good in it. He's kind of one of those actors to where, like, you feel like he's so big now. It's kind of hard to uh, not just see Leonardo DiCaprio at times. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I'm watching a movie and I'm watching Leonardo DiCaprio, like, do the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. Yeah, this um, is not Revenant. No, you know, it's not. And it's not. And it's not. But it's also not like his suave, like, Leo shtick. It's not like, like Great Gatsby is, either, yeah. No, it's not. It's not and it's like it's not like that kind of character like a Gatsby or um like an Inception. Mm-hmm. Uh not what people go to see Leo for. Cuz like that's his like that's his thing. Like he's that guy. Yeah. Um yeah. like he is the movie star. Um but <clears throat> I yeah, I get like I think he like me- mold like me- not molded. Uh I know exactly morphed. melted into yeah. this role. Yeah, or morphed into this role really really well so i feel like i kind of forgot that i was watching him for a bit that i was watching leonardo DiCaprio. and i was kind of more watching this performance um and this character and i really really like that um i think that i think the movie's a little bit on the nose yeah in terms of like the commentary and the satire like it's a little i think it's a little too on the nose like because like it's kind of preachy kind of like just like yeah we get it like we we know what you're saying. And I feel like, especially like for like this kind of satire, especially like, like Adam McKay is such a political filmmaker. Yeah. And I, and I think he's really good at that. Um, but I think this one just kind of was just, it was too, it was laying it on too thick to where there's not really enough nuance in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was kind of much more of that, like, yeah, kind of just like that, like patting yourself on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Like, I could oh, get like, that vibe. Like, oh, like it like thank God, like somebody said thank it. God thank God we're not these like conservative hillbillies who are like get like blowing up the world. Like it's the liberals who are like, mm, yes, like we are so smart, like let's clap for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um that kind of like up like no like raising your nose at somebody, it's not I don't think it's a great level of discourse. Um yeah. and I think as satire, it's pretty it's not that interesting. Um, you know, it's like, I think it'd be, I think like, again, it's like, it's not, uh, it's losing the critique in kind of buffing up your nose at the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And not, and not kind of address and, and losing the main issue at hand because like it kind of became more like, oh, like these like caricatures of these people that we hate in real life are, they're destroying the world. 
and we're losing, uh, you know, the broader discussion of these issues that are going on that, you know, these people that everybody is kind of botching. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the same kind of that would be more of a more interesting like satire in my mind because that's exactly what ha- is happening today. Yeah, you yeah. know, like Joe Biden and Donald Trump are ruining the country, mm-hmm. um, and like in their own unique ways. <laughs> um, and I think that like yeah, and I think that like it's it's also like plays into the narrative I think of like conservatives or like pe- like very like gnarly conservatives or like oh like the Hollywood elites like they are. Like they're brainwashing people and they hate us and they're after us. And yeah. it's like, yeah, kind of like it's not. And it's like it's not very intelligent or interesting. It's like there is a way to critique those kind of people like in a smart and nuanced, and interesting way rather than just like buffing up your noses at them and removing yourself from um, from critique. Uh, so in terms of satire, that <clears throat> again, it's just like it, it's just so on the nose. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, I, I know what you're I see what you're doing. Everybody does that now. Yeah. Um, how are we going to take this to another level and, you know, satirize this, like, satirize this, like, satirical posture? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know? Yeah. I, I, would, I would love to see that, because I, I know he can do that. Like, I, yeah. I know if anyone could do that, he can. Of course, yeah. Uh, but he didn't. Yeah. I don't think so. No worries. That was my own, that was kind of my problem with the. So you hate my movie? That's what I'm getting. No, I hate your movie. But, but I thought it was. But I thought. But at the same time, I thought it was super fun and funny. Yeah. And I loved like the like end sequences and stuff like that. Oh, like, I thought that was yeah. hilarious. It was um, great. It was great. Yeah. Okay. So wait. Yeah. What, what was what was yours then? That was mine. Caught you off oh, yeah. guard with like, oh wow, this is a lot better than I thought it'd be. Um, I think mine is uh, Tick Tick Boom. Okay, that is my number one movie of the year. For real, okay. Wow. I don't like musicals, and that won me over. And like, especially in a year that, like, I just think we constantly need to be reminded of Andrew Garfield. Yeah, and he just gave gave it to us, and I was like, oh my gosh, you totally. are the man. Okay, I probably shouldn't say then. I pro- it wasn't really a surprise because I can. I thought I would probably like that because I I'm, I love musicals. I'm on the opposite side. Like I'm oh, obsessed yeah. with musicals. Um, I've kind of lost steam on Lin Manuel Miranda. Um. But but apparently it, not. But apparently not. <laughs> uh, that that was the that was the only thing I was doubting. I'm like, oh my god, it's another Lin Manuel Miranda thing. Like, I I don't know how much more I can take of this guy. Um, but uh, it was incredible. But okay, so if that's we can talk about that separately then. No, no, um, we can. But we I can think, talk about it as much as you want. I don't well, care. well, I think I have another. I think I have an actual a more better surprise then. Okay, what's Cause that? Because we can because that's a movie I thought I would like. Um, that was probably my second favorite. Oh, okay, movie. yeah, yeah, pleasant surprise. Um. A pleasant surprise, I would probably say, uh, was No Time to Die. Okay, let's talk about that. I, I just yeah. watched it. Uh, okay, cool. Luckily, I that was the one that I missed. It was in like, you know, that one in like Venom came out like the same week. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. I have to choose one. You know, I can't go <laughs> yeah, to the movies yeah, yeah. every single day this week. And so, no, totally. And so, uh, yeah, no, I just, just, it's fresh in my mind. Uh, wh- are, you, are you a big James Bond guy? A huge, huge. Uh, I've, I've. I think Daniel Craig's my favorite James Bond too. Oh, and for I, sure. And I hate to, like I love my my favorite for a long time because I grew up. We grew up, I assume, with Pierce Brosnan, which is like mm-hmm. an entirely different franchise. You know? Oh yeah. Almost. Oh yeah. And so I got into some of the Sean Connery ones. I rewatched Goldfinger recently, and mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, Daniel Craig and uh, I feel like he's almost like Hugh Jackman. In the way where, mm. like, when he was Wolverine, like, 
when we like kind of he had the right writing he was like mm-hmm. the best wolverine but totally but like he wasn't allowed to like show you how good he can be because the scripts only gave him so much and i think that that yeah. that's kind of what happened with daniel craig you know i think about half the time the scripts allowed him to be as good as he could be totally how how did you feel that that no time to die ranked amongst the other bond films for you yeah, so I so I'm not like an insanely huge James Bond fan. No, um, you know, like I, I like I love Casino Royale. I think that Casino Royale is like, just, I think it's one of the best action movies. Oh, like, it's amazing. That's come out in a long, that's come out in a long time. Um, like I think it's I think it's, I, I wouldn't change a thing about it. Um, but that being said, I kind of fell off James Bond after that because oh, really? Quantum of Solace is very similar. Of course, yeah, it was um, bad. It was bad. Yeah, so I don't think it was, like, as bad as we remember. Uh I think it just felt so bad because it was just kind of, like, a slightly worse version of Casino Royale. Well, you know, that movie took place during the writer's strike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, and that's, and again, that's, that's a symptom of it, obviously. Um, But, yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, after Quantum of Solace, I, I saw that in theaters, and then after that, I was kind of like, well... I don't really think I care about this very much. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. there were so many franchises to go around. I was like, I could give up James Bond as being like something I like keep my yeah. finger on the pulse of. Um, I saw Skyfall like after it came out in theaters. Um, and I thought that was okay, but it didn't really like invigorate oh me. Sam Mendes. I don't know if you know this. Sam Mendes is my all time favorite director. Oh, for real. And it was before is not before Skyfall. Uh, but man, that like, I was like knowing that I was like, oh, this came from that guy who did American Beauty, which is like one of my all time favorites. I yeah. Was like, oh, he ah, he's just so good. So, I see what you're saying. No, yeah, I I, I didn't dislike it. It no, just didn't like it didn't wow me. And I, th- and I think I was seeing so many other people around me like freaking out about like, Skyfall, and I was like, okay, this is like fine, but it's not. This isn't like changing my world. Um, and I think. And I heard, I didn't think I ever saw, I don't even think I ever saw Spectre. Oh, um, yeah, that one. Because I, I, I heard, I was like, I heard Spectre was just like even worse. And I was like, well, why would I watch this if I didn't think Skyfall was like that amazing? Yeah, I know. Spectre um, was, it's kind of Quantum of Solace-esque. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. So, Which makes me sad because I freaking yeah. love I love Sam Mendes, and I'm like, I mm-hmm. like James Bond. The franchise has had its highs and lows. Sam Mendes, I'm like, you are too precious to me to ever, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I feel you. No, oh, yeah, but yeah, but I so I like Hannah is a humongous James Bond fan. Okay. Her whole it's like their family's franchise. Same, like, same. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So the families have their things. Like James Bond is like one of her family's like movies that they all watch together, uh, and I and I appreciate that. Um, so now that I'm, I'm part of the family, yeah. we all went to watch no time to die in theaters. And I was like, okay, well, I, I'm not paying for it. So like, I'll go. Um, and I like watched like a bunch of recaps before to like make sure I was caught up in everything. Uh, and I thought it was great. I thought it was so great. No time to like, die. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm like, I oh, it was the movie so we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. The movie we were talking about. I, I, I oh was like, gosh. I was genuinely super into it. How did Hannah's family feel about it? They loved it. They oh wow! It. Okay, yeah, wow. they're they're crying their eyes out. That, 
I was like, are, can we spoil the ending? Is that okay? I feel like we could probably spoil the ending. Okay. Yeah. We 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 always do spoilers here. So yeah, I'm like, that's not, you know, we war- you're warned. Um, <laughs> we we said it now. Spoiler warning for James. Yeah, Bond spoiler and warning for uh, and for and, and for anything else that we talk about. Yeah. Oh yeah, we spoiled No Way Home, but that's not even like a spoiler anymore. Like it's no, yeah, everybody knows about that. Yeah, everyone saw that movie, anyways. So yeah. um, but now, uh, No Time to Die. I just don't know how I felt about him dying at the end. Um, See, that's why I loved it. That's why I loved it. That's so because funny. Because they, they just put an end on it. That, my, my biggest like qualm with these movies is that yeah. every single one of them ends the same. Oh, yeah. Every single one of them ends the same. But and Jack, like, it literally goes against the title because there actually was time to die. That's <laughs> yeah, what pissed he, me off. <laughs> he had plenty of time to die, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, every single one of these movies ended the same to where it's like, oh, he like has his love interest and then like... Blah, blah blah he like retires and he's like done being james bond like the end of every single one of the movies and then like something brings him back of course the action um but for this one it's like no like they're like they're like okay we have the balls to end this and just to stop it like this is the end and i feel like that's what i appreciate about like movies like this, especially in France. That's why I loved about Logan so much mm-hmm. is Logan was like, okay, no, like this is the end of it. Like it's we're courageous. Giving, yeah. Yeah. We're giving this character an end and we're tying the knot and throwing away the key. Um, yeah. And I, I think that, yeah. I think that it takes, yeah, it just takes gusto to do that, to close the door on a popular franchise that will make money. Um, and that, that kind of thing still gives me hope for movies. It's like, no, like people, it, like people can end a story when it's time to end it. They won't drag it on for too long. But I think, I don't think that means we're without another James Bond, if that makes sense. No, yeah, no, of course not. <laughs> I'm no, like, yeah, they'll recast it. Yeah. Cause I think what I liked about it is that like it gave Daniel Craig a send off, which yes. is, which is good. Like, because he deserves that, like what mm-hmm. he did with that character. And I also think to the credit of uh, Casino Royale, I think Martin Freeman has done the most for that franchise because mm. he directed not only, uh, Fun fact, uh, he directed not only Daniel Craig's debut as James Bond, but also uh, Pierce Brosnan's in License to Kill. Like, their debuts mm. were both directed by Martin Campbell, and I thought that was so interesting. And so, not that he was the one who directed No Time to Die, but I think that uh, Daniel Craig revitalizing the series the way he did and, like, changing mm-hmm. James Bond forever, uh, I think that he has just, like, such a great footprint on that role. I guess for yeah. my critique of, of that movie is... I didn't, uh, I just, I didn't understand. I don't know. I didn't understand the villain. Cause I don't the think vi- the yeah. villain was nothing. Yeah. It was nothing. It was like, yeah. we, we got, it was like, oh, okay. The threat of the villain was that James had, they did things in that movie with James Bond. We never thought we'd see number one. He had a daughter. <laughs> number yeah. two. Number two, he could trust someone. <laughs> like yeah. the first time it ever happened. And yeah. number three, you know, they killed, uh, you know, they killed him. And so, yeah, I just when you have two powerhouses like Christoph Waltz and Rami Malek, I just and they also like made it so like okay like I don't know the whole lineup at the, at the climax was kind of weird. They're like you can never hold or, or kiss anyone ever again. I'm like okay like what what a weird yeah. thing. And then but that to be partnered with him giving his daughter his sweater, I really liked and like those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And then she could hold on to that forever. And then him getting his last moments with Madeline. Yeah. It was good. It was like, it was like overall like middle for me, like not number one, but like, yeah. I don't think it was a bad, like it was, it was no specter or, uh, 
what's it called? Konosalis. Yeah, it was neither yeah. of those. So, well, and I think like yeah, I think like it's hard. It's been hard for me to kind of care about him. Yeah. Uh, especially in the later movies. In the first movie, I, I definitely I was super in. Like I'm, I love that movie. I'm, I'm super into it every time I watch it. I, I'm afraid for him. And I feel for him. Um, but this one, it's like it felt like it felt like not only I think Daniel Craig's performance, like I felt like he wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah. Like it felt like he was act because I feel like even watching Skyfall, I was like, does he actually like being James Bond? Because I don't think he actually oh, in Skyfall, being here. It did no, not yeah. feel like yeah. No, I was like, I feel like he's over this. Well, I um, think in his defense in Skyfall, I'm pretty sure Daniel Craig had a broken foot or something. Yeah. He like, and they like did not halt production on that. So he's like, F this. oh gosh, yeah, so. yeah. And it's like, yeah, but I feel like for this, like, I felt like he was super into it, and I feel like he gave it like a thousand percent. Um, and yeah, the like the villain, like it's just a very generic, like half baked bomb villain. Yeah, like. Oh, like I, I want power and to take over and like blah blah blah, like whatever, like who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I actually felt like him and Madeline like liked each other yeah. in this movie. Uh, and in watching like the previous ones with her, like I, I didn't feel like they had any kind of chemistry at well, all. Yeah, or Inspector, like, it was like what the hell? Like, <laughs> I guess yeah. we like each other now. And that was the movie. Yeah, and, yeah. So yeah, I, I do remember that. I think I actually did watch something on TV because I, I remembered seeing them before that. And yeah. that was the only, like, the only thing I remembered about their relationship. was like, they don't like each other. Yeah, it's like, what's um, the point? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, why, why is this happening? Um, so, and yeah, like, that, I felt for him at the end. And I didn't want him to die in the end. And yeah. that was, like, me feeling that in the theater. like, oh, my God. Like, actually, I care about him again. Yeah. Like, this success. This movie's, this movie's good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that, like, you kind of got into the James Bond franchise through him. Because, I don't know. Again, I think with Hannah, I, I'm with her. Because that movie, that franchise, just, like, you know what? I watched Die Another Day to, like, the ends of the earth. And I can mm-hmm. tell you that's, like, probably the worst James Bond movie. But <laughs> you can't tell 10-year-old Cameron that. Because I'm like, Halle, No, you can't. Yeah. Halle it's Berry's hot. Yeah. Like, they're staying in the Iceberg Hotel. How does that even it, work? He's surfing on a tidal wave. Exactly. I mean, come on. They go come full point. And he's like, oh, man, James Bond, prisoner of war. This is being a secret agent? I don't want that. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Those are... Oh, man. I've seen those Pierce Brosnan ones a lot. Uh I just, oh, I, I I love them. I I still I do love the Pierce Brosnan ones. It's I just mean, that's, like that's, that's that's James Bond of our childhood. Exactly. That's just the way. Like I feel emotionally connected to it. Um, <laughs> I'm like Pierce and I were tight. But um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So there. Let me let me look on my list really quick because I think there's other movies that we are not talking about. Okay. Um. Let's. We could talk, do like a speed round. Let's do a speed round. Um. There's a lot. I'll read you off the top of my head the Marvel movies, besides obviously okay, the yeah. one we already mentioned that we'll save for later. Yeah. Marvel movies that came out. Number one, Eternals. Number two, Black Widow. Number these are not in release order, by the way. <laughs> this is off my no, yeah, yeah. Um uh Eternals, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Venom. Uh, and I think that's it. So four unless you can tell me if I'm forgetting any, but I think that was it for Marvel movies that came out this year. Yeah, are we including the shows too? Um, oh, shows, showsers. Yeah, uh, Hawkeye, um, a WandaVision came out this year. Mm-hmm. So then Falcon, Winter Soldier, and uh, Loki. Loki. What was yeah. your fa- actually? Let's go into the shows really quick. What was your yeah, favorite? Yeah, shows first. What was your favorite Disney show or, or yeah, Disney Plus Marvel show? Uh, yeah, I, I can give it to you in order. So it goes Loki, WandaVision. Oh my gosh. 
Smash. Hawkeye and then Falcon Winter Soldier. You and I, not completely opposite scales, but like very different scales. No, for real. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, with it. What did you... Why Why is Loki number one? That one is juicy to me. Okay, so I, I love like weird cosmic stuff. Yeah. Like stuff that just like it shouldn't... It just kind of feels kind of wrong and just really out there. Uh, like sci-fi is my favorite genre. Like pure, like true sci-fi. Um, like Doctor yes. Who. Doctor Who is like my favorite show. Like one of my favorite shows of all time. I've I'm watched like, that back and forth. Okay, you need to like help me out times. with that show too because I feel like that's something I should be into. But I like mm-hmm. it's like a freak that franchise, man. I'm yeah. like, where do I even start? So we'll we'll talk yeah. about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about, yeah. Going to Loki and it, <laughs> Loki is very much a Doctor Who vibe. So yeah, it, it's it, I, I like a show that's not afraid to push into things that are weird. Like, but like balance the weirdness with like, not like, okay. So like take like your generic show, like there's kind of a formula for a show like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a high budget Marvel cinematic universe, ca- established characters that we know very well. Like there's kind of a, a blueprint there for any kind of creator to, you know, develop a show off of. Mm-hmm. I felt like Falcon and Winter Soldier very much leaned into that blueprint. Um, I didn't yeah, see yeah, and again, absolutely. like, yeah. And again, like even like the worst Marvel stuff is still really good. No, um, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I don't think that show is bad, but it definitely, I feel no, like it's, it's a, a much favorite. lower quality. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's, but I think it's definitely lower quality compared to some of the other Marvel shows. Um, but yeah, like there's a blueprint for this universe and creating a show with a high budget. Uh, and I feel like a show like Falcon and Winter Soldier very much leaned into that. And for better or for worse, uh, did the Marvel thing, added some, you know, new characters and new like locations and things like that or situations. But uh, it was fairly predictable where that show was going. Oh, yeah. Like at the beginning of the show, I knew where it would end. Loki? Um, no, no, no. I said Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was show, spacing yeah. on my ranking. Honestly. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. First episode of that show, I map I could map out the entire trajectory of the show pretty easily. Um, again, like not every detail in between, but where it was starting, where it went. You know, you have these heroes, they, you know, don't feel like they're worthy and they give up this they, you know, they refuse the call, and then they meet some new challenge, and we see a villain, and little do we know that villain was misunderstood, and the hero is going to try to help them out, but they're, you know, the villain, the villains wants to do the right thing, but they're doing it in the wrong way. Yeah. And, you know, the hero is there to do the right thing in the right way and show them a better path. Of course. And then they embrace the call and become this new idealized version of themselves. Yep. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. To, that's the entire show. I like thinking about um, three characters that have done the same thing. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's become the Marvel formula for a lot of stuff. Um, unfortunately, um, Loki completely rejects that. Um, and Loki, it's a very, it becomes this like weird journey of two versions of each other falling in love and traveling through time and space to solve a mystery. Uh, that is very, very appealing to me. Uh, and, and again, like it, it lean, it's very much leans into that Dr. Who kind of like, it's not afraid to embrace things that are very out there, mm-hmm. uh, and just very kooky, uh, and, but not just for novelty's sake, for, you know, for the purpose of telling a story, um, you know, like having the final, act, like the final act of that show, like the, the climax of the season, be a conversation between 
that the, a conversation that has massive implications yeah. for the for the universe going forward. Uh, that I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I don't need another laser fight. That's uh, so funny. That's Larry. Yeah. You are completely. I I feel like. I like what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying, but I feel the complete opposite. <laughs> okay. Like, internally. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I no, think, no, hit, I think it is it. so valid for all of those reasons, and I know yeah. that I'm not the target audience for those things. That being the case, <laughs> I'm like, I have a hard time, oh, yeah, you know? Like, no, that actually, by the end, when they showed, uh, what's his name? It's, it's a variant of Kang. It's like Emperor or something. Emperor oh, King. yeah, um... High f- I want to say High Father, but that's a DC character. Well, he become he becomes somebody else later. Yeah, a Turneris or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I can't anyways, remember. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I think Loki. Loki started me off on the wrong foot because I think that was a show that kind of got rid of all of its stakes, and I think that's the biggest problem mm. with the Disney Marvel shows is that um, I can't. And and I think you and I in our Black Widow review talked about. Uh, the stakes in that movie were automatically cut, cut it at the knees because we yeah. knew how her story ended anyways. Um, totally. That being the case now with Loki, I feel like that show kind of, kind of did the same thing. And the problem with the Disney shows is that they need to be able to um, pick up where the, the movies left off. So with captain, mm. so like, Disney is obviously a big enough enterprise and the MCU is a big enough enterprise to know that not all of their um, fans that go and see the movies are going to go see or are going to have Disney plus. So, so what happens on Disney plus is not going to affect the broader Marvel universe. You know what I mean? It can't frankly. And like, that's what you and I were saying the entire Falcon winter soldier TV show it's pretty much didn't need to happen and was explained in Steve Rogers handing Sam the shield. Yeah. yeah and so, totally. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, that being the case that you know, WandaVision did its own thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Loki, I feel the same way though. Cause it's like, they just completely went, we're going to see King anyways. We're going to do, uh, all these things, I just thought the stakes of that show were so scatterbrained. And then in the ways where it could have made it up to me and wanting the rewards, uh, like that, the big laser fight or whatever it be, or like space cos- yeah. Cosmo opera battle, they never did. And I was like, oh my gosh, like just what is happening here? And I thought uh, <laughs> it was a little almost too procedural for me. So like none of the stakes resonated with me in that show because I was also yeah. like, okay, none of is anything here going to matter? Yes, we yeah. got to meet, you know, the next main antagonist for probably the next 10 years. Yeah. But, you know, it, it didn't resonate that well with me. And I actually do think I need to give it another rewatch. But, like, mm. about the biggest thing that shattered my world. Because, again, I'm like, okay, this is building. We haven't met the creator at all. It's been six episodes of a series. We never met him until, yeah. obviously, we did at the very end. Last 10 minutes. Yeah. They were like, okay, curious and then it's just a conversation and i'm like what the hell <laughs> so that one is literally i like, love it i uh, know it's great and like jonathan yeah. major i thought i was like because i've seen have you seen last black man in san francisco yeah i saw i'm obsessed with i'm obsessed with jonathan major i saw him in that and i was like oh my gosh this is great and then i'm like watching him on screen i'm like who is this freaking kooky weirdo <laughs> he's good in lovecraft country too oh i've i've watched that um it got canceled i mean the show gets pretty lame towards the end but he's sad. good in it um, 
And I love Journey Smollett, so I'd gladly go watch yeah. that. But, um, oh, yeah. But so my ranking then would be Hawkeye number one because okay. it actually, yeah. I think it did elevate things. And I do think that you couldn't have seen the MCU to have experienced what happened in Hawkeye, except for one mm. level that we will talk about later. Um, yeah. Then, oh, what am I saying? Okay. Hawkeye. Then I think my second's WandaVision because I think that one did take bold steps, but then got uh-huh. us back into our cozy little nook. Uh, it did betray me though in Rob Rob Boner Ralph Boner <laughs> Ralph Boner I'll fucking kill you that, that made me so mad uh, then Falcon Winter Soldier uh, uh-huh. and then Loki that's my ranking oh wow okay yeah uh, they're pretty different they're pretty different uh, I mean I okay I I I loved Hawkeye and WandaVision though oh yeah um, again like I didn't those were my problems with Loki. But I mm. think I still give that show like a seven out of ten. Like that's a yeah. good rating. <laughs> yeah, I think I think WandaVision. So I think like, uh, I think WandaVision started way stronger for me than Hawkeye did. Oh yeah. But it ended worse. Yeah. Uh, but I think Hawkeye started worse, but ended way better. Um, like Hawkeye was kind of slow at the beginning. Um, I think those first couple episodes were like, like they. I don't know. I, feel, I wish more was happening. And maybe if I saw it all at once, like if like Netflix style, it dropped all at once, I'd feel differently about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, with what you're saying too, I, we, I think we need to say it here now, the worst post credit scene that literally knocks off 16 K points to me is the Hawkeye post credit scene. <laughs> that may be, I don't like, like Rogers the musical. <laughs> Come on, dude. That was so, that killed me. Oh, the Rogers the musical. Like I, yeah. That, like I think I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard because I was so obsessed with it. I was like, I was like, is someone mysterious in the audience? And it's like, no, nothing, nothing matters. But if you, this if is... you think about it though, like that's like if we had a musical about nine eleven. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's like singing about nine eleven. It's like like Broadway style about like Bush yeah. and like invading Iraq. It's Adam McKay's <laughs> next big one. I'm telling you right here. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that one, oh, that one made me so, especially cause like Loki got like 16 and I'm like, okay, or uh, not Loki, uh, WandaVision. I think mm. for the Disney shows, for me, the, I think the biggest hurdle that they're facing now is, you know, when we go see Spider-Man No Way Home or whatever the Marvel movie is, we have two hours in that theater to take that all in and then stew in that. I think the weekly format is, al- is almost problematic and tougher for yeah. uh, for Disney Plus because we have a week to talk about Mephisto potentially controlling Wanda. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you like? Do, do you do you agree? How do you feel about that? Like, I think that's become the biggest hurdle for me. So I like I like having things. I like having time to chew on things. Like having time to get it. it, it like you know, there's not a lot of episodes. So I think like if they were like thirteen episode seasons, it'd be like it'd be different. Yeah, if they dropped all at once. Uh, but I think like having these shows only be like six or seven episodes, maybe eight at most. Um, I think I just well I don't think they ever will drop them all at once, just because there's not a lot of them. Um, and it is nice having it like you know having something to look forward to, like oh my gosh, like I get eight weeks of Marvel stuff, like that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Um yeah. But yeah, I I like them. I think they're good. I think they will have I think Marvel's getting bolder about uh 
And I think Disney specifically is getting bolder about pushing Disney Plus to where they, you know, if you miss something on Disney Plus, like you're going to miss it in the movie. I think they'll explain it in the movie or do it in a way to where you don't need, uh, you know, to, uh, I don't know, like, how do I say this? Like, I think they'll do it enough in the movie to where you can still experience and enjoy the movie and understand the movie itself. Yeah. Without having seen the Disney Plus stuff, but <clears throat> I think they're like more and more going forward, they're gonna be a lot bolder about making you watch the Disney Plus shows to know what's yeah. going on in the MCU. I mean, like they're they're adding characters that are gonna be yeah, you know, they're, especially all the, the Young Avengers stuff that's coming up in the future, and yeah. like Kate Bishop being a big part of that. Exactly. Like you're gonna have to go back and watch Hawkeye if you want to understand like who she is. And and, and I think you know, yeah, Isaiah Bradley's grandson, Elijah Bradley. <laughs> You know, the yeah, Patriot. totally. That's good. Yeah. Like literally, we have ninety. We have now all of the Young Avengers. Now I think about it, introduced on Disney Plus. Yeah, there's yeah. not. And, and yeah. think about like, uh, you know, you think about, um, the Madame Hydra. Yeah. Like at the end of Black Widow, it's like we first saw her in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So it's like, and and you know, in the Doctor Strange trailer, we saw the end of Spider Man No Way Home. It's like they reference Westview. And yeah, yeah. the stuff in WandaVision. So it's like, I think that that stuff is going to, I think they're going to get a lot bolder about putting show stuff in the movies and intertwining them a lot. Yeah. And I want to give credit where credit's due to, um, I, the, my favorite reveal of any character that was in Spider-Man No Way Home, no matter what the, the thunder is from Hawkeye, <laughs> not from Charlie Cox. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, literally like it happened the day before on Disney plus with Vincent D'Onofrio's appearance. And now that, uh-huh. that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's exciting times, man. That I would, don't know. It's exciting times. I think you're right too. Cause also even more, I'd, I'd, I'd see you and I'd raise you. They're now just going to, they're starting to give shows to people uh, in Disney plus that literally like are 100% like, solely Disney plus like she Hulk. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's been no mention of Jennifer Walters in the yeah. MCU moon Knight, yeah. uh, uh, Ms. Marvel. Not yet. Uh, we have America Chavez. That's going to be in multiverse of madness. You know, yeah. there's they're they're making, they're breaking the door open for solely and echo on from yeah. Hawkeye's getting her own series. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, so it's a, it's a big deal. Um, we also, did you like a- what if, I did like what if. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like it's Oh uh, yeah, I liked it. I don't think it was in, it was perfect. Yeah. Um there were some episodes that I was like, "Oh, I could, you know, take the, take this or leave this." Um but I really like for the overall enjoyed it. I thought we got like a proper version of Ultron. Oh, really? Um oh, that actually right. felt yeah. yeah, that felt like a real Ultron, not like the Ultron we got in Avengers too, but I don't blame Ultron for that. I blame a certain director who shall not be. Named. Yeah. 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 The <laughs> devil himself. Oh my gosh. The real Mephisto. Yeah. Anyway, the real Mephisto. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Nobody's asking for his cut of anything anymore, but yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, no, I, what if it's the bottom of my list for all of them? Just because yeah. I don't know. I just, that one, my least favorite thing they ever did, which I think was against the true what if, is mm-hmm. combining them all in the last episode. I'm like, what the heck? Like, I don't want them combined, personally. Yeah. Literally, like, yeah. what if I think should be one-shot stories? Like, just give me one. 
Yeah, I didn't need I didn't need the what if Avengers at the end of it. Yeah, I was, um, like, I was like, what? Yeah, I, I I'm interested to see if like the evil Doctor Strange that we saw in the trailer is that same evil Doctor Strange from I'm, What If. I'm, I feel like it probably is. I'm thinking it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Should we do speed round? Speed round. Yeah. Will you list them off? Because I I I'll list off some movies and give me like uh like one like a sentence of your thoughts on it. Okay. Okay, uh, Dune. Did you like it or not? I didn't even finish it. You didn't finish Dune? I know I had twenty minutes left, and I said, "Why was Zendaya?" In, here's my here's my thing. Why was when Z- why was Zendaya in all of the marketing material when she was not in the movie? Because she's really famous. I love her. She's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, she's the bomb. Uh, what was yours? Okay. What's your sentence for Dune? Oh, I loved it. Uh, Great. I I liked it the more that I thought about it. The further away I got, the more I liked it. You guys want to hear my my Blade Runner twenty forty nine review with Jack? All right, you guys gotta <laughs> listen to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a huge Denny Villeneuve fan. I didn't like it more than Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but I liked it a lot, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. I also am really irritated with Timothy Chalamet. I usually don't like harp on these little tidbits. <laughs> I don't like that he's knocking. He's like, no, I'll never be in a superhero movie. But I'm like, you're not allowed to do that. Then talk about doing a franchise, man. That is not. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. my catch 22 of it all. Anyways. He should be Harry Osborn. Um, yes. And okay, he will uh, be. Sorry. And he will be probably. Um, we'll see. Invincible. Uh, oh, that 10 out of 10. Yeah. Best show of the year. Easy. Best show. Yes. I'd say. Yeah. Probably right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Squid Game. Didn't watch it awesome show you should watch it okay is that yours what's what's your what's your real one my real best show no no your real one sentence <clears throat> oh i loved it i thought it was really interesting uh and i'm excited to see what happens season two is it like parasite yeah, some of the themes are similar ish uh but you should you should watch it it's yeah very very good okay um uh very stressful uh, the Suicide Squad. Oh, uh, just rewatched last night. So that movie is actually probably the real movie that like pleasantly surprised me in all the best ways. <clears throat> I, I trusted James Gunn. I I, I knew I, I knew it had to be at least pretty decent. I feel like that's true James Gunn happening. Um, yeah. did you watch Peacemaker? It came out recently. I'm watching it tonight. Okay, I've watched yeah. it. It's good. Okay, yeah. Uh, best DC movie of the year? Question mark. Suicide Squad. No, because another one came out that we're not uh-huh. thinking about. Or yeah, we'll maybe we are. Well, that's next. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Best DC movie of the year. <laughs> I'd say my one sentence for that is that is the DC DC EU endgame. Uh, yeah, it's, it's as close as we're ever going to get to that because uh, they're never going to make it again. Um, and I don't, and nobody wants them to except for the fans. Yeah. Ben Affleck yeah. doesn't want to do it. I know. It's because it's the devil ruined it for him, <sighs> a.k.a. Joss Whedon. Um, okay, Eternals. Uh, that one was also pleasantly surprised. Probably uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is its own thing. And like, that's just Mm -hmm. a different category entirely. Eternals. This is one I'd actually love to talk about more. Really? Yes. What's your verdict? I I didn't like it. I thought, I thought it was just like a whole lot of nothing. Okay. Here's what irritates me then. Now I'm going to attack you. Hit me with it. You can't love Dune and then not love Eternals. They're the same thing. It's- See, you can because Eternals felt a lot clumsier and a lot more just trying to be high concept for high concept's sake. 
but not really having any substance to it. I literally like it's because this is the thing. Dune went over my head and I think maybe and that's where like literally I know what I'm the target audience for. Yeah. Because literally I think that like I think Eternals took all of the Marvel Universe and like, you know, your entire formula that you recited, it flipped it on its head but also still fulfilled that narrative. And that's what I was like, I was so dumbfounded by. I'm a big Paul Thomas Anderson guy. So like he was my, he's probably my second or third favorite. So I have like no problem with watching people talk and like sigh. <laughs> so like that, you ever seen the master? It's the same thing. It's so, or like there will be blood, but yeah, I, that being the case for that movie, I was like, Oh, I was dumbfounded. And then there's like a twist ending. I also thought that was like the first Marvel movie to actually have stakes. I feel like a lot of them haven't, you know, cause again, like you're talking about the James Bond formula, a lot of them, like we don't know what's going to happen. And it, I think it nailed the masterful, uh, the dis no, the dysfunctional family dynamic. I just absolutely adored. And then on top of all of it, uh, tonally, I never in a hundred years could have thought something like that could exist the same year in the same universe as something like Shang-Chi and still work. See, I, I fundamentally disagree. Oh, yeah, so, okay, I, I, good. I, feel, I feel like I had no idea how to how to juggle all its characters. Oh yeah. And get me to care about any of them in any kind of meaningful way. This is great. Uh, I, I love think, this. Yeah. I think they were kind of like Marvel was kind of like, let's go make a high concept movie like HBO. Like an HBO show. Let's turn it into a movie. And I think that's what they set out to do. And it's it was pretty obvious. And I think they did not do that though. Um and I that's thought the so villain I thought the villain was literally there was nothing. no villain there was no there villain. was no it was it was horrible that that and all that kind of conflict was was garbage uh and this is so fun i love it, it was this. It, it was so long way longer than it needed to be it was like two and a half hours it was almost three hours oh great yeah i had a great it was like, time it was like it was it was like it was like 20 minutes it was like 15 minutes away from endgame i think oh yeah um and uh, they, yeah, they, they had no idea what kind of movie they really, they, they knew what kind of movie they wanted to be, but they had no idea how to get there. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, it is, it just felt like nothing. This felt like nothing. I um, just love, I love that you and I disagree. So like totally <laughs> different ends of the spectrum. Did you see it in theaters or no? I saw it in theaters. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. That was like the first, no Shang-Chi which we still need to talk about briefly. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Eternals was like my, that was going to be my number one superhero movie of the year. Uh, Interesting. But then I remembered Zach, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Because Spider-Man was, this is the thing, Spider-Man, even with what they gave us, I think there was always going to be room for that to happen. Mm. Watching Zack Snyder's Justice League I literally, you couldn't have convinced me a year before it happened, I, you know, pre-advertising materials, that yeah. it was ever going to happen. And that being the case, I was like, I never thought I'd see this. And so it yeah. kind of added something to that, that Spider-Man No Way Home didn't. Mm. Eternals felt like the BVS of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for me. Oh, They're wow. trying to shove so much stuff into it, and they had no idea how to juggle it all. Oh my gosh, I, that's it's so, like, it's, I love this, yeah. It's try, it felt like trying to create a universe from scratch in one movie, and also have their big team up, uh, and it felt, it felt oh, like nothing. I love. So yeah, it. I, I think I think BVS is a good is a good comparison for me to that. I also love that they kind of gave it 
like that one specifically that really they've never done for Marvel. And I think the Marvel universe in the comic books is the same issue. They gave it like a, it felt global and that's like mm-hmm. Eternals. And I just mean, because they weren't in New York, you know what I mean? The entire yeah, time. Like, totally. Uh, and also I think every single actor absolutely crushed it. And like everyone's motivations, yeah. I just loved and I understood. Oh, I've like you and I are so opposite. <laughs> we, we can we can chat about this more. We can no worries, we can, no do, the, we can do an w- episode on this. I would gladly. I just need to rewatch it because I need yeah. a second I rewatch round of it that too. One. I hear yeah. it's better on the second watch, and I'm like, I'm hoping because I had a great time. So it's like, blow me away again. Yeah. Um, I'm also in Game of Thrones mode too. So that okay, uh, Shang Chi. Uh, that was a, a a breath of fresh air in an yeah. exhausted connected universe. Yeah. Totally. See, that felt global. That felt like oh, a good. Wow. See, this like where too we feel like a fresh air, new shift, new direction, something different. That was that for me in a good way. It was something um, different, but then it was also like grounded in something so familiar, which was good. totally, totally. Yeah, it's a, it was a perfect balance. Yeah, I thought that was and, and before No Way Home, that was the best MCU movie of the year for me easily. Oh yeah. Um, uh, we talked about Black Widow. We were kind of like we, middle we, of the road on that. Right? We went. We did a whole review yeah. that you can go listen to. Yeah. Um. Oh, for again for Shang Chi though, I'm 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 tired of the trope of you know the villain isn't actually a bad guy because you know they are actually just trying to do something good and they're just going about it the wrong way and they're misguided uh, and you actually can't be mad at them anymore. Wait, was he? Um, oh, was that the villain? I always thought the villain his his dad's like no, like oh he was his pursuing da- his, his wife. He's trying to get his yeah he's trying to save his wife and then he discovers that he was wrong and he saves the day in the end. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's great. Like, I get it. But, like, I'm, I kind of just want, like, let's just get back to, like, a regular villain who has, like, a good performance as a villain and just, like, goes for it. Yeah, like, like Javier like Bardem in Skyfall. <laughs> yeah, or, like, Green Goblin in No Way Home. Green Goblin No Way Home. It was... Just, like, a mad, like, an angry psychopath. Oh and he does it gosh. beautifully. It was... Uh, we, like, we'll, we could talk about that, though. That fight scene yeah. in the hotel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was, like... Yeah. That's... Freaking Ari Aster directed that fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, we, we'll, we'll, I feel like we should save. I feel like we should do an episode on No Way Home. Let's do. Let's. Could we maybe do we'll next like, week? Do, maybe we'll like. Yeah, maybe we'll like hit Eternals and No Way Home in the same episode. Uh, I don't even think. Frankly, Jack, I don't think we'll be able to get to Eternals. <laughs> I think we need to give that movie the time it deserves. Okay. 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 Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Superman and Lois. I didn't even watch. I watched the pilot with you, and we reviewed it. I was gonna so try solid. and watch it probably this week because really, I, really solid. That's what definitely I'm worth watching. And spoiler for a character that I know appears, so it was spoiled for me. So I'm gonna ruin it for everyone else. Yeah, it's already season two. Just deal with it. Yeah. Uh, I love Steel. Steel is one of my absolute favorite characters, yeah. and so yeah. I, hearing that he's in it, that's hundred. I'm down. Epic. It's a great show. Definitely worth watching. Um, and again, it's it's a CW show, like quote unquote. But it's produced by HBO. Oh, is it? It's so, on yeah, HBO it's, Max. I saw it's on it, HBO so. Max. Yeah. So it's it's in the CW universe. But the reason that it looks so much better and feels so much better is because HBO produces the show. Yeah. Um. So that's why it's that's why it feels like a whole other caliber. And it's uh, you're not held to that continuity either. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. They they like they barely even address the continuity. Great. If if at all. Um. The Witcher. Did you watch The Witcher? No, I've never seen it. Oh, you should watch The Witcher. That's what everyone season, says. Season one's okay. Season two, really good. Question, do I need to watch or play the video games to understand anything? So in continuity, it's before the video games. Okay, great. So Yeah, so you're you're getting an introduction to the character and stuff. 
Super solid. I love Henry um, Cavill, so yeah, I'd gladly. Oh yeah, Cowboy it's Bebop. Gr- it's it's great to see it, Drew. No. It's great to see him in something. Yeah, because yeah. Warner Bros. is never gonna have him back for Superman again, even uh, though he wants to come back. That's and that, it kills me. That's what irks me is like literally just give him a sequel. Like it doesn't. They 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 don't want him. They, they don't. They have no interest, and it's like, so infuriating. That is infuriating because I'm like literally. Like, yeah. that's that'd be a home run. Everyone the best, wants the, that. They they don't know what to do with them. They have no idea what to I'm do like, with them. I can tell you right now, Brainiac. That's it. That's the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they have they have no idea what to do with his character or how to write him. But yeah, it's so upsetting because he. I think he's the best thing to come out of that, like the whole Snyderverse. Really, is his, his Superman? I don't know. I don't know. I would have said Wonder Woman, but we saw how the sequel went. Yeah, we saw that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Like, I think I think his Superman is perfect. Like, I I would I would change some of the writing or characterization oh. about it, but like, but I feel like we got there. I just don't. This is the thing, and I don't think it's his fault. I think that they Warner Brothers needs. I was telling. I was talking to my friend Hannah, uh, just mm-hmm. my not Jack's wife. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Hannah, and like, this is the thing. I think in the comic books, the way I understand it. I think what DC is doing is like cinematically is so like opposite of the comics because if I was to look at like Marvel versus DC, I would say Marvel is the darker books and DC Mm. DC has darker one shots maybe. But like I'd say overall the DC universe is a more hopeful universe than Marvel. And like, that's really what I believe. And so I'm like Marvel being the hopeful cinematic universe. I'm like, what? Like the one thing I need from Henry Cavill Superman is hope. And I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think Zack Snyder ever got that. I need some some, no. some rural Kansas farm boy like optimism, uh, hokiness almost. Yeah. You know? But again, like, yeah. if you can't do that with him, bring him back for an Injustice movie. Oh, yeah. Like, just All lean right. hard into like the right. nightmare, se- like the nightmare sequence, and just have him be that evil Superman. Yeah. Like, just do that story. Like, just go for it. Because, like, we already saw a thirty minute preview of it in the epilogue. And it looked awesome. How are you feeling about um, the implications of Ezra Miller's Flash movie or the potential ones? So I don't know. I I feel like I'm pretty lukewarm on that movie at this point. Yeah, I feel like I need to see more. Yeah, we've also um, not I'm seen exci- a trailer. Like that's we a saw, first we, look. Yeah, that we was saw, we cool. saw the trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Not a real trailer. Yeah, yeah. Just a little tease. Um, I'm excited about Michael Keaton's Batman, I think. I love um, him. I love him. Uh, we're getting a lot of Michael Keaton and everything he in the last like, five it. years. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, okay, there's there is a cautious optimism. Um, I think Ezra Miller is like good as a Flash. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I'd like to see, again, like the same thing. Like, we just, we've seen, we've been dealing with the Snyderverse debacle stuff for so long, but we've barely seen any of it. Yeah. Like we've barely seen any of these characters and we've been living and toiling over them, living with toiling over them for like, I don't know what, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like eight or nine, nine nine years now, 2022. Um, Yeah. You're right. 20 toiling is a good word too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like, but we barely seen any of it. And like, we saw a little bit of it in the, in Zack Snyder's justice league. And that was a hopeful glimpse but who knows? Who knows how how that'll turn out? Yeah. Um, okay. I have a cautious optimism. Okay. Um, let's do let's do a brief. Let's just because we we've been, it's not fair to have talked about 
talked around it as much uh, as <laughs> you know we have without let's just get give me your top three uh, anything about Spider-Man No Way Home and I'll give you mine okay. and then we'll do an episode because okay okay, okay. I don't I, we could definitely be here I would not be surprised if that was a two hour episode so okay um let's see uh, I think I oh, again like the thing is like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back. Like okay. that, like there, I wrote some, I, I wrote some thoughts down. Yeah. This. Yeah. yeah. Um, give, give them to me. Their entrance could have easily like been a rehash of, uh, like the end game entrances. So like, yeah. you know, end game, uh, at the end of the film, you know, they all like people come back to life and it's like major climactic moment, you know, when Captain America is the last man standing and he's on his last leg and he's about to die. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, on your left, everybody comes back. It's this huge, epic cinematic moment. People are cheering in the theaters. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they could have had this, like, heroic entrance and stolen the show really easily. Um, but, you know, they kind of, you know, John Watts rejected that impulse to do that. Um, and I if I was that. making the movie, I would have done that. I would have had, like, oh, you know, Andrew Garfield's going to come and save the day and catch MJ, you know, out of the portal and save her and you know, you know, all this like they'll you know and then toby will come in and out of the portal and like kick green goblin in the face and like it'll be this like huge epic moment when like you know tom's on his like last leg but they didn't do that they didn't mm -hmm. do that um and like instead they reject an impulse for this like much more personal moment um you know they came in quiet and were there to help peter when they needed him most when he needed them most mm -hmm. uh you know when he isn't when he in his, when he isn't interested in having any kind of help, um, but they knew that he needed them, and you know they couldn't have come at a better time, uh, and that, you know, kind of emotional, uh, that kind of emotional moment and quiet, not like this huge action sequence, but getting at the heart of who Peter Parker is and yes. knowing his struggle and seeing that struggle, you know, their struggle and from their films come into this wisdom to help our Peter Parker oh, yeah. and kind of like be a shield around him, like emotionally that like that, I, I couldn't even handle it in the movie, but I was watching that. Yeah. It was, it was so insanely good. It was so overwhelming. Yeah. Absolutely. It was overwhelming. And yeah. like, I think the big word too, I, I, I totally agree with what you said about um, them. It, they could have come in at the third act, but mm -hmm. they came in at the second pretty yeah. much you know and they, yeah. and they came in and they like i think the word john, like for john watts i would use with that is courage yeah to be courageous enough to spend your time and like yes. sit with all of those characters and like yeah. yes there are some fan moments but like he really showed number one each peter parker shining through in mm -hmm. um each of their iterations within their conversations uh yeah. you know you saw each peter's like self-image and like all of the humor surrounding each Peter was so yes. specific to that Peter, which I thought was so amazing. And like then giving them the time to like just like spend with all of them. And like mm -hmm. some of those jokes I thought were like, I feel like writing that something that had been so hyped up for years before that movie yeah. came out. As soon as, you know, we saw Alfred Molina cast as Dr. Ock doc Ock yeah. again it's like okay when are they coming back because now sony marvel da, 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 da. Like, yeah th them being able to pull it all off was insane 
Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, big big props, and also the supporting cast. Yeah, like what? I guess my number one thing I would say about that movie that I was so scared for was to bring the multiverse into Peter Parker. I think you're losing some of Peter Parker because yes. I think that he is a street level hero. Like mm-hmm. that is the most important thing is the stakes need to matter to Peter in like his small intimate circle. And that's yeah. like him fighting Thanos. It was like almost too much, but they were able to balance that again too. Like, yeah. Them bringing the multiverse in, but him like finally his graduation from the multiverse Mm-hmm. was to become the Peter that we know and love and read yes. about. Like, yes, oh. totally. It's like, it, it took the biggest thing, you know, this universe went like backwards. Yeah. Like it took the biggest possible thing that could happen cosmically in his life to bring him back down to earth. Yeah. Uh, and to the Peter that, you know, the fully realized version of Peter Parker that we've been waiting for. Exactly. To be honest, in this universe. Um. Yeah. And then also, but my number two, my number two would also be my biggest, uh, my, the the Toby and Andrews were nice and they were good sh- shout outs. Yeah. More than anything, that that my favorite cameo of the whole thing was Charlie Cox's Daredevil because oh, yeah. that, like, okay, it's one thing to say that, you know, they could have just as easily done like Jennifer Walters, who's gonna have her own series and has already been yeah. announced as his lawyer. Yes. But that recognize like that's almost just this moment where Marvel undid what they did with WandaVision. You know, mm-hmm. they undid their Ralph Boner thing and they, they it was like yeah. MCU was like a hey, real recognized real. Like it's vindication. It it's was vindication. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, again, it's like it's acknowledging what they should have acknowledged years ago. Yeah. Like, hey, like okay, no, we're we're bringing all that stuff that we did that like we kept in an arm's distance into the fold because it is good. Yeah. Like Daredevil is good. It and let me tell you, I am on my rewatch of it right now. I'm currently on the third season, like tail end okay. of the third season. Yeah. It is as good, if not better, than you remember. Yeah. Like, it is that is such a I was always against the thirteen episode structure of that those mm-hmm. shows. Daredevil is the only objection that goes against that because it is yeah. so like airtight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 use that time wisely. Um, I'm so glad Uh, I'm just that was it was the vindication of him and then also just giving us a moment where they're like Peter doesn't know you know no yeah (laughs) he has no idea he said I'm a really good lawyer that's fun I was like because Daredevil is my favorite so yeah character oh I know yeah yeah and then my third for the movie it's not even about Spider-Man it's about John Watts because I don't (laughs) think anyone could have done it as John Watts if we remember Spider-Man was always a tough character to put their arm, you know, for, for, for them to get totally right until we had mm-hmm. John Watts on Spider-Man. Yeah. John Watts is now going to take up my second favorite Marvel franchise, which is the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And I think if he could take a character as complex as Peter Parker and make the world understand why we love him, you know what I mean? And get that right. I am so excited for him to use Ben Grimm, the thing who is just my yes. love of my life. Like I trust him. I trust him. He has earned our trust. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh man. And especially the stakes like mm-hmm. of the multiverse when we're literally taking Marvel's like cosmonauts and like, yeah, let's see what he does with the negative zone or some, whatever. Like, yeah, I, I think it's a good time to be a Marvel fan. Of like, course. Of course. You know, I, I think we had that break after Endgame, you know, kind of going through an identity crisis a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah. you know, 
I think like we're finally starting to see the fruit of the future. Absolutely. You know, it's like, and but it, it feels different. Like it definitely, it doesn't feel like we're redoing anything. Like it, things feel different, but they feel good. You know, like I'm, I feel like it. I feel like I kind of lost some steam after no, uh, after Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Far From Home a lot. Uh, yeah. I think it was. I think it's probably the weakest of this trilogy. Of course. Um, but you know, after that, I was kind of like, you know, I, I, I could use a break. Like yeah. I'm good with a break. And then we got um, a COVID. <laughs> and then we got a break. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got a much longer break than they wanted to give us. Yeah. Um, and then, but even after seeing like Black Widow, uh, and it, like to be I mean, honest for me, the Eternals and uh, you know, stuff like Falcon Winter Soldier, I was like, oh, okay, like. Are we just kind of doing the same stuff still? But I think looking back at this year as a whole, you know, as the MCU fan and looking in the future, I think it's a really exciting time. Yeah. And I think in the ways that I want DC to play catch up, I think they actually are now. Because what we have on the slate, I guess that's where I'd want to end this best of, is what are we looking forward to next year? Um, Yeah. So, like, that being the case, I'm... I feel like DC's finally getting a slate together because we haven't had like a D, an actual like true blue DC slate in a long yeah. time, and I think the fandom events have kind of rehashed all of that. I think you know, James Gunn's fingerprints on the universe are rehashing all of that. So, yeah. okay, what what's your number one? Is the Marvel, Batman, DC, whatever. What the Batman easily? Oh, really? Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, t- I'm talking about movie. For the entire like ever uh, over everything, would you? Uh, okay. I could not be more excited for the Batman. Were you more excited for Batman or No Way Home? Uh, it's like apples and oranges. I don't know. I, 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 I know it. I, I could. I could. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. I mean, probably No Way Home slightly, just because I knew it was coming. The potential, yeah. Yeah, but the Batman is right there though. Like I, yeah, I'm not thinking about anything, any other movie right now besides the Batman. My biggest fear is like, is not in any of the performances. Cause I know it's going to be so freaking good. Mm-hmm. Like again, like just who they have, how it looks, uh, yeah. go look and not, we're not talking about, uh, Robert Pattinson in twilight. We're talking Robert Pattinson in like the Rover and, and good time. And, and yeah. Like, like a, a top, top caliber actor. He yeah. is. He's a Christian Bale level actor. I'd say, Oh um, yeah, easily. But w- with that, I guess I'm afraid of seeing him in a franchise again because I know that he kind of has a chip on his shoulder about all of that. But when I see Batman, I I want franchise from that, you know? Yeah. That's a knock or socks off franchise. I wouldn't be surprised if they end this in a way to where they could do more or they don't have to. Yeah. Um I I, I you know, knowing Matt Reeves, you know, like thinking of the Planet of the Apes movies, you know, they end those in a way to where they kind of leave it open-ended yeah. to where they, they kind of tease some stuff or like some, you know, the world changes in this in this massive way. Uh, but it doesn't feel like, you know, they're, they're not telling you, oh, yeah, and stick around for the sequel because it's going to get crazier in the sequel. It feels like an ending in his movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they end if this one ends in a way to where, you know, the potential is there for another movie. But... I think they've already confirmed multiple movies, but I think they have uh, too. Yeah, but it's, it's the same vein though. I would, I think they're going to end it in a way to where, you know, because DC confirms multiple movies all the time that that, that don't happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've been there yeah, too. Yeah, we've been. Yeah, that's kind of the norm. Literally that's the Snyderverse. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more likely that they won't do a movie that they've confirmed on the docket than they will. Exactly. Uh, but 
I could definitely see them ending it in a way to where there could be like it leaves open enough for a sequel potential, but it's still a definitive end to the story uh, to where if there's the only one, that's fine. There's no unanswered questions. Yeah. I'm, I guess what I'd want from that franchise more than anything is um, I want, what's it called? I want Robin. Mm, I just want, yeah. I'm like literally us. You have to, you don't have to convince us or like any sort of mental hurdles as to why Batman, like why Robin can't exist or like why, mm-hmm. what we, we as audience already number one, know who Robin is. And yeah. like have this suspension of belief. Like you don't need to try and convince us why he's allowed to be there. Like we will yeah. just accept it. And so I guess my biggest want from this franchise, not, I don't think we're going to get it obviously in that movie, but like mm-hmm. with the potential for that movie, I just want Robin to come in and I want him to be allowed to exist in that universe and spend some time. And I don't want freaking Chris O'Donnell, 20 something Robin. I give me, give me a 12 year old, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, that girl's allowed to exist, like, come on. <laughs> well, it's, you've, you've heard the the rumors about them casting for a Nightwing for the Batgirl movie. I, those came out like, t- that's I saw today. Yeah, yeah. which I, sounds awesome. And that's what I want. They, well, it has to. We also, we also have Titans, so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, a Titans <laughs> came out this year. and it's, Yeah, I forgot to talk about Titans. And I think that's okay. But <laughs> It was fine. It was fine. I like season um, two the most. That's all I'd say about that. Okay, yeah, I, I think I liked this season. Good for the most part, it was fine. It was I mean, fine. it's it's Titans, like it's it's not, you know, it's not the Batman. Yeah, it's, um, they're very de- okay. I didn't tell you my number one that I'm looking yeah, forward to. Number one, it's not, and it's not a Marvel movie either, which is actually really cool uh, and a good sign. Go. Good, yeah. Black Adam. Oh yeah, I think Dude, Black. Let's go. Yeah, of course. July, so it's the release. So March is Batman. July is Black Adam. Uh huh. I um. A Black Adam snuck up on me within the years as being one of my favorite characters. I love Shazam. Yeah. Shazam is one of my top three, I think I'd say, top five mm. DC characters. Yeah. Um, and so Black Adam, I think, is one of the... He is a Doctor Doom level villain, in oh, my yeah. opinion. Totally. And like that... I just am so excited in the same way I am for the Fantastic Four, for like the general public to understand why he is so cool Yeah. in the same way I do. And like, yeah. I think black at, uh, the rock is a perfect casting. Oh yeah. I'm totally. like, Oh, that is. And even the first footage they showed us was like exactly what I needed. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, like, <laughs> but seriously, give us a trailer, you know? Yeah. yeah let's just like give us a trailer. Already, though. Probably, probably, you know, February. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it comes I, out, it comes assume, out yeah. in seven months. Well, whatever. I assume they'll probably want to attach one to the Batman. So yeah. Like I'm sure before then we'll definitely get one. I sure hope so. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. We'll but see. but yeah. So that's that's my number one. Any TV shows? Last one. Uh, TV shows. I'm watching Book of Boba Fett right now. Or I mean, um, <laughs> that you're looking forward to. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to how that plays <laughs> out. Um, I I don't know. Uh, I haven't. There's not. Oh, The Boy season three. Yeah. Same. Yeah, same. Yeah. And yeah. She Hulk, which we don't know if it comes out this year, but I think so. So yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. She Hulk, um, yeah. She Hulk's oh, my Moon number Knight one. Too. Yeah, I'm not a big Moon Knight guy. I'll read okay. the 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 arc that I think it's gonna be about, but um, mm. She Hulk is definitely. I love her. I, I have like a bunch of her. I don't know why I've only read like one She Hulk arc, and I just adore mm. her. So yeah, dude, heck yeah. So I'm excited. 
I'm excited. There's, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff coming. There's, there's a lot seems, of good seems stuff. Seems like we're going to have a good best of episode next year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or a really disappointing <laughs> or, one. Or a really disappointing one. <laughs> a really sad uh, guy. Yeah. Well, Cameron, do you have anything else? That's me, Jack. I talked your ear off. Dude, no. I, I appreciate every second of that. I appreciate uh, it. And I got nothing else either. Alrighty. So that being said, thank you for checking out uh, a worthless film podcast where the films are not worthless, just the opinions. Just except the opinions. for except for this episode. Jack some pretty good opinions. We had some good episode. opinions and different ones. So the only worthless opinions were Jack's on the Eternals. Except your bloody Eternals, yeah. Your bloody <laughs> Eternals opinions that were total total crap. <laughs> but uh, um, just like that movie. Okay, Jack, where can they find you on um, Twitter to lambast you for that? You can you can or find me at Twitter to accounts. to give me a round of applause for my really brave, uh, very popular, that everybody agrees with, opinion on Eternals. Good. Uh, at Jack McEwen on Twitter or Lumber Jack on Instagram. Uh, um, Jay Chillin' Hall 69 on Twitch. Jay Hall 69. That's in Jack's Jay animation. <laughs> Jay Chillin' Hall. Jack's cool little animation on that was sick. Uh, hey, thanks, man. You guys can go check me out on Cameron Reads Comics on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm pumping out videos all the time. Uh, and I have a podcast called Cameron Reads Comics. Please go like that. Go leave mm. this a five-star rating and review and yeah. comment your love for us. And then go do that for Cameron Reads Comics as well. Tell your mom about it. Tell your mom If you don't tell your mom, I'm going to be so mad. Tell your friend's mom about it. <laughs> tell your tell grandma. Tell Nancy. Yeah. Tell Nancy. Nancy. Nancy knows what's up. She knows. She's yeah. If she hasn't heard of us by now, I'd be surprised. Oh, she's heard of us. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Well, Jack, thank you. We'll see you next time. Our hopes and dreams travel with you. <laughs>